Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! Who's scruffy-looking? You might want to buckle up, baby. I just assumed as a woman. Ladies and gentlemen, Happy New Year. Welcome to episode number 152 of the Scruffy Looking Podcasters. It is Sunday, February 21st, 2021. Glad to be back. We're going to be traveling in our Sub personal luxury lot, Model 3000, en route to Starlight Beacon. While on route, we're going to be talking about our antics, shenanigans, and whatever else comes out of the shite hole football club that is Nottingham Forest. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> you ran! <laughs> you ran! <laughs> so, folks, my name here is Jimmy Dice, from hailing from the great state of Maine, and here next to me, physically, in location, but not really an hour away, Mr. Ed Bossart, man behind the board, Justin from Ice Fishing Dude scene. Oh, yeah. Went yesterday, had some drinks, caught one fish. It's great. Eat it. Five hours of sitting out on an ice. Right, anyway, I'm happy to be here with my Star Wars Galaxy friends. And, you know, every weekend that we do this, I'm so excited to be on. But this weekend in particular is super special because usually we go on Saturdays lately. But fate has dealt its cards. And we are now uh, recording on a Sunday this weekend. And I think it's because it's a special person's birthday today. He's turning 75 years old, and he loves the attention, Mr. Anthony Daniels. God bless his soul, turning 75 years old today. Happy birthday. We Do we love him? Do we? We love him. Best character in Star Wars. Absolutely. I am so happy it's his birthday. Well, do you know what? I'm going to give him a birthday present, because he's now moved from my... He's moved up a spot from my least favorite person involved with Star Wars to my second least favorite person involved with Star Wars. <laughs> but more on that later. Happy birthday, <laughs> that's Anthony right, Daniels. That's right. Happy birthday. That's oh, right. Sure. He even yeah, tweeted no, about wouldn't... it. Are you guys surprised? Well, no, he did not, did he? Yeah, oh, he yeah, did he definitely tweet. did. No, There's a picture no. of him with all the gifts next to him, you know, and <sighs> he put the numbers reversed in the background to 57 instead of 75 and... He's like, thank you all to everybody. I love you all, even though I don't know you. That kind of stuff. Yeah. If only he tweeted when he had his vaccine as well. I mean, it, it, it's not it's not big. He'd keep that quiet, though, wouldn't he? He won't tell. <laughs> yeah. He won't tell the world that either, would he? God bless him. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, it's funny. Ed, when you said seventy fifth birthday, I, I thought you were talking about Kev for a minute there. Mate, I'm not. I'm not that young. <laughs> Well, folks, across the pond with us, you're hearing him right now, is one of our two UK lads, Mr. Kev Garbett, who is Howdy. not, Howdy. not Howdy. 75 Howdy. nor 57 today. What's no, up? no, dude, how we doing? And do you know what? This is a special day, Ed. I agree with you. 
Because, yet again, as Jimmy mentioned, after the continual trolling by an American every weekend about my football tide, which is getting a little bit, a little bit cheap. Yet. I'm not going to lie to you, mate. It's getting a little bit Me? cheap here with this. Me? <laughs> Another victory, Ed, which was, which was there. So there you go. There so you, you can go. stick those little... Uh, you, you got little lost trot. one, won one kind of thing? Yeah, we right. lost one in the week, but we, yeah, we're doing all right. But we're not going to talk about that, right? Yeah. So. Oh, no. y'all do no, no. y'all do ties here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we won in the fourth quarter, Jimmy. Oh, that's we great. The, that's great. scored in the fourth quarter of the game. <laughs> oh, have. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Y'all yeah. do have. Oh, God bless. Love Ted Lasser. Yes, I'm all right. Great to be back, boys. Great to be back. Let's rock and roll. Cool, cool. Excellent. And next to him, just one tier away, legendary Mr. Christopher Hall himself. Howdy, howdy, dude. What's up? Oh, f- feeling the pressure, mate, with calling me legendary. But I'll legendary. take it. I'll take it. All good, mate. All good. Missed you boys last week. Happy to be uh, talking Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. With- Star Wars. Well, my, space, my space buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, space buddies. Are you all right? Space buddies for life, man. Like Thunder Buddies, you got space buddies. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Ted. Oh, dear. Well, there it is. There we are. We are these scruffy-looking podcasters, and now those introductions are out of the way. It's time to discuss our weeks in Star Wars. It's been a minute since we've all been sitting around this virtual table, so let's oh. kind of go through. Getting my stopwatch out, starting us off. Mr. Kev Garbett, what do we got? You don't need it, Jimmy. Cause and go. You'd think, you'd think after two <laughs> weeks I'd have like a humongous list. But it's not. It's not. I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, it's not that good. I, I don't well, think the size of the list matters in your case. Oh, it's I, the mean, <laughs> I figured you'd be talking about that. Yes, Ed, size, yes size has never mattered in my, in my case. <laughs> Says the only single man here on this podcast. <laughs> it has not right. reproduced. <laughs> that has not. Yeah. <laughs> that has no kids and no wife or girlfriend. Yes. Yeah, so moving on from that. Moving on from that. <laughs> oh. Hey, at least you're not seventy-five. Oh God. Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Or fifty-seven. <laughs> I think I might be by the time we get to a celebration or something. So uh, right, first off, uh, right you're, you. You two are going to talk about this later because I haven't completed it yet, but I'm about, I've been reading Light of the Jedi and I have got to about, I don't know, halfway, somewhere around there. Um, so um, it's good so far, isn't it? I, love, I know you two have finished it. You're going to do a big, massive review, uh, which I am going to uh, mute. Um, and I also, speaking of High Republic, which I came yesterday, I got the issue one of the comic. Um have any of you read it? No, I'm not, I haven't done the comics. I've yet. kind of chosen went, not to do the comics. I'm gonna, you know, kind of read about. Well, this this issue one was like really weird because like the first printing of it that came out was like ridiculously expensive, like fifteen quid over here. I'm like, I'm Ooh. not paying that. What? Jesus. I thought yeah. it was supposed to be like two ninety nine or something. There you go. That's my. Are you kidding me for the week, boys? That's that one done. <laughs> done and done. So I managed to pick up like a variant cover of it for about four quid so that only came yesterday so once i've read light of the jedi we'll start reading we'll start reading there yeah and I, I opened it up and there was a picture of yoda in it so i got all fucking 
a little bit excited. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, was it Yoda or Yaddle? <laughs> it wasn't Yaddle, was it? Yeah, it was Yoda and Yaddle, Jimmy. And they were doing something they shouldn't be. What was oh. that? What's that? No. Girl, no. <laughs> and then it... So, so that's where I'm at with uh, the High Republic. But then um, it was quite a special weekend last weekend because I had a little visitor to my house. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you. It was a beautiful, beautiful summer's day outside. The sun, <laughs> the sun was shining. It was yeah, not. Yeah, <laughs> set the scene. Set the scene. I'll set the scene. I get a text message from somebody not far from me. Not Liz. Not the Queen, by the way. Oh, some, okay. Some uh, some artist. He says, like, are you in a minute, mate? I'm coming round. I'm like, mate, come round. I know you can't come in. Sun's shining. It's a beautiful, warm day. <laughs> so he gets his shorts on and he's, he comes pottering round. And uh, we'd, had a, we'd had a little order come, Chris, haven't we, that, uh, that yeah. we did from uh, our good buddies at Star Action Figures. Woohoo, fucking great sight. And uh, so he had to bring me uh, one of my th- items, which was, a black series, Jar Jar Binks. Ooh, Gungan. We'll get. We'll go. talk about this a bit more in Christmas week because, like, this. Lisa, happy want... to see that. Yeah, it's a happy to see. It's really weird, right? Because it's a fantastic figure, and I'm really fucking pleased with it. But I ask myself every day, why the fuck did I buy this? <laughs> <laughs> You go to bed, you lay down, you're like, why the fuck? I come out in cold all sweats. the money, all the I come money. Out in cold sweats, yeah. I come out in cold sweats, Jimmy. I'm not going to lie to you. Like the money I've spent on it, uh, it's there. But then something a little bit extra special was my delayed birthday present, wasn't it, Chris? Yeah. Uh, and it, I'm going to be honest, lads. It's traced this one really well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! You have it backwards, Kev. It's the other side. Love, the other side. Yeah, do you know what, mate? He did say that to me. So I got it's like a, an absolutely fucking beautiful BF man, the big bad BF. Ooh, Boba Fett, nice. Yeah. Boba. And he colored it. Look at that Ooh, in color. And oh my God, I, I think I think post. he's done that for me because it was my birthday. Ed. I think he colored it in for me, like mm. a nice little. It's got his felt tips out. He's put some green on it. Felt tips out. <laughs> But uh, it is sublime, mate. So I did. It looks amazing. I put, I put like a little display together, right? Um, which I sent Chris a picture of because I've got like it did like not long ago. He got me the slave one that he did for Inktober. So I've got like a slave one, and I've got like the Boba Fett, and I've got three Boba Fett hot toys as well because I've got like the vintage color one, I've got the Empire one, and then I've got the holiday special. You know, just casual fucking Tony money. Yeah, whatever. You know. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you got all the Boba Fats, yeah, whatever. Hey, <laughs> hey, so we'll go there later, mate. So, um, yeah, it was like uh, so I put like a little display together. So, mate, no, honestly, it's fucking awesome, mate. It is brilliant. So, um, you gonna yeah, say thanks? You gonna say thanks? No, no, I'm a fuck. Fucking well deserved. <laughs> It's well deserved. He's like, so I got that, and let's move on. Yeah, Christopher, thank you very much, mate. Thank you so much, mate. It is, it is sublime. Um, You're welcome. You're welcome, Kev. You, um, but, you dropped, but, enough, you dropped but, enough hints. What, what was funny, though, 
is when Chris came around, because obviously we're in a massive lockdown here. So people, you can only have like one um, person in your bubble. So obviously Chris is not in mine. So he had to stand obviously. on the doorstep. Yeah. yeah, he had to stand on my doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like physically watching him turn into Grand Admiral Thrawn outside because he was turning fucking blue right in front of me. He was that. <laughs> Is it cold out? What was the weather? I'm not gonna lie, boys. It was Baltic. Absolutely <laughs> Baltic. It was like Kevin standing like... there on the cold, be like, "Well, this is the only spot I can talk to you." Yeah, and the prick kept me talking for ages. Oh, it's, like, it's like it's like Kev. I've got to go. Like I would like Columbo. I like Chris. Just one more thing, but just, just one more thing. <laughs> one more thing, if I may. If I may. Like a Columbo. Excellent reference. <laughs> <laughs> when he got, he messaged him when he got home. He's like, Kev. It's just took me like half an hour to thaw out, mate. He's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what a good was, friend. What a good it friend. It was freezing, mate. It was fucking Baltic. Mind you, it was nice and warm where I was. I'm not going to lie to you, because I was mm. inside. But, You're going to need, yeah. like, a porch slash airlock. <laughs> so you can space dock with each other. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. I might put, like, a little gazebo outside next time he, he turns up, just to, like, put a little heater in. But no, it was, uh, oh, it was freezing. But, yeah, I've done a couple of other things, but I think there'll be, we'll talk about those later, because there's been, oh... Something extraordinary oh. drop online. So that was it. I mean, Jimmy, come sizzle, on. Sizzle, sizzle. Uh, we got you in at 7 minutes 53 seconds. Oh, damn. Ah, nice. Sector Mundo. So tight, mate. Tight. <laughs> oh, well, sure, sure. Well, there you go. Ed, you got anything up for us? I Can actually that? have a few things. Um,. I didn't, like, get any, like, toys or any, like, you know, things. Actually, I got one thing. I got Thrawn Ascendancy, finally. It's been out a while, right, Jimmy? Oh, dude, come on. It's been out for, like, 18 years, for Christ's sake. I know, but finally, you know, I, I'm getting to the physical book game, reading it in front of my fireplace. Yep. With some dude. Star Wars music on. Isn't that transcendent? I fucking love it. Anyway. What a feeling. Like a rug, Ed. Have you got, like, a little sexy rug? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sexy you rug? At, what listen, the fuck's a sexy about, rug? <laughs> it, the sexy rug is all about working on the, the, the higgy, oh, the, the huga, the hoog, I know, or whatever the Danes say. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, Thrawn Ascendancy, it's on the dock to read after I get through Into the Dark, which I started um, by Claudia Gray. I did finish Light of the Jedi, which we mentioned we're going to talk about later. Uh, I'm about 100 pages into Into the Dark, and it's getting dark. Anyway. Loving it. Um, the other part I want to talk about, my girls. I've been like kind of putting in, putting their eyes in front of some Star Wars lately, and some would call it brainwashing. It. Some would call it brainwashing. Eh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'd call it good parenting. But I mean, yeah. they like so, it. Me too. To yeah, be yeah. fair. Well, I don't know. I have a story for you guys. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So, you know, the movie watching started with Attack of the Clones. They watched that. And then I was like, let's... I mean, they watched Revenge of the Sith and Phantom Menace before that recently. So I was like, let's go. Let's start with the Empire Strikes Back. You guys know about Luke and Leia and all that stuff. Let's, and Rogue One, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, we watched recently as well. 
So they watched Empire Strikes Back, loved it. Oh man, Luke's gets his hand cut off, and Vader also got his hand cut off in Attack of the Clones. Like, whoa, like the connection. And then they watched Return of the Jedi, and they saw the connection there too, and it was great. And then after that, I sat down with them. Like, they didn't, they don't really know the names of the movies. They're like, it's Star Wars, it's another Star. There's so many. There's so many Star Wars movies. Imagine a five year old coming in and be like, I want to watch Star Wars. I don't know the name. Like, and then the, some yeah. of the names, like, I had to explain what Phantom Menace was. Like, they're like, what the fuck does Phantom mean? What does Menace mean? Like, they don't know. Oh, they're five. So I was like, okay. So Menace means something that's, like, dangerous and it's, like, a threat. Like, if Wrigley was, like, growling at you, or, or that's my dog. Like, it was growling at you, or if, like, your sister had a fist, like, hand in a fist and was going to punch you, that's just a menace. And Phantom means they're, like, hiding. You know what Gwen said? That's like Palpatine, because he started out good and then became evil. He's like hiding, and I'm sitting there like, "You're, She's got you're it. fucking She's five done. and figure that out." What the I mean, fuck? The motherfucker is always evil. Let's just be honest here. <laughs> I was born this way. What am I doing to my children, fellas? What am I doing? <laughs> I thought in at that point when she said that. Just like, I was so oh, proud surprised. Dad. Proud yeah. dad moment. Oh my god! Anyway, genius. So I'm I'm teaching them the names of the movies. Finally, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and then they watched The Force Awakens. I'm going into the sequel trilogy now, and um, there's some scary moments. So last night, two nights ago, maybe, Gwen couldn't go to sleep. <laughs> oh god! Actually, I think it was last night. Nightmares, and she's like, I'm thinking of I just I'm just. Evil things like Darth Vader, and I'm like, uh oh, oh shit. <laughs> Gina's like, you're not showing him Star Wars till she can go to sleep again. <laughs> oh, oh, man. No. Wow. So Who's I sat down with Gwen. Rank. I had some talks with Gwen. I'm like, come on. At least if you're having nightmares, don't mention Star Wars to Gina or mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don't fucking rat me out here. Yeah, or you're not gonna be able to watch him again. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yes. But I helped her go to sleep. I was like, you know, count, do whatever, you know, those little tricks. Just go to sleep. Don't think about evil things that aren't real. Like a lot of people in this world need to know that Star Wars isn't real. What? But anyway. <laughs> so that's going. That's what's going on in my household. Star Wars movies. My girl's connecting dots, and it's fucking amazing, and I love it. Was there any bits in particular that scared him, Ed? If you get... Was this, like... Uh, she... She... When she talked about it, she said the Darth Vader and the Empire. That's what she said. Okay. So no particular scene, it was just... Yeah, no. No. Yeah. Okay. Interesting, that. Yeah. That's a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gee... You got a favorite film yet? I mean, if you think about it, she the re- most recent movie she watched was The Force Awakens, and there's a little. They make Vader a little more scary than, you know, with his helmet melted and, uh, and the flashbacks yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Their they favorite movie, um, it's still Revenge of the Sith, I think. Yeah, you said well, just, that's wow. unbelievable. Yeah, that's just dark. Tell you about me, but. Being a good parent, come on, it should be. <laughs> this is outrageous. It should be Phantom Menace, right? 
Oh, Return of Jedi. Come on. Return of Jedi. Well, I told them. I told them that was my favorite. I mean, they liked it. They didn't hate it. Definitely not my favorite, though. Yeah, but he showed them. He showed them that. He showed them that 4K version of the new Return of the Jedi Special Edition, Annie. So they're a human yeah. eye. Oh, yeah, that's Jedi probably why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see the human eyes behind the eyes of the Ewoks. It's weird. There's a lot of, there's also, like, you know, you don't think about it, but they don't know how to read. And there's a lot of, especially in Jabba's Palace, there's a lot of dubs, yeah, dubbing, yeah. like with the yeah, subtitles. Yeah. So I had to, like, read it to them. So I think that pulls them away from it, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, what, what do you think of the Ewoks, girls? So like, I like them, but they'd be better if they didn't blink. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's my couple weeks. Sweet, sweet dude. Uh, I'll go next. Um, Nothing too much happened in Star Wars for me. So I, I, once a week, my friends, like very close friends from high school, we get together, six of us. And every Wednesday, we'll play a bunch of these old school games. We all bought these brand new computers in June, you know, a thousand bucks or more for these gaming machines to play 20 year old games. It's absolutely amazing. But we were playing some epic squadrons rounds last Wednesday evening, Ooh. and it was glorious. Uh, I haven't been playing squadrons last couple of weeks. I've been more, more or less playing DayZ a lot more because I'm really into that survival zombie mode thing. But man squadrons is just so goddamn good especially when you play there out there with your mates then you can have a rip roaring time so that's a lot of fun um but yeah stop now was i mean i'm really loving the high republic <laughs> um i'll get more into the book when we get there but elzar man is my dude like he is yeah, so me cool. too. yeah elzar man <laughs> is my dude i'm so glad he was like, with me on that freaking out um don't spoil yeah. it oh, Ke- don't kev's already it. out he's already out i have <laughs> Fucking got there yet? See you later, lads. Take care. All the Don't spoil it for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> give me three rings. Give me three rings yeah. when you get home. Make sure you're safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's all good. I uh, actually watched and finished the Ted Lasso. Oh my god, that that season is absolutely brilliant. Oh, I still have to watch absolutely it. Absolutely hilarious. I uh, just got now since we're on that kick, we're watching The Crown right now. So we're episode four into that. That. Uh, <laughs> epic adventures we'll see what happens but mm-hmm. um lastly uh nothing really else big happened but we had a little uh winter carnival in our backyard where we had some fire and i made an ice luge yeah frozen frozen chunk of ice and i chiseled a little path through it and uh i made caribou because the quebec national drink during the quebec winter carnival festival four cups red wine one and a half cup rye whiskey Two table, three tablespoons of maple syrup, slice of orange, orange peel, cinnamon stick, and you let that muddle in a crock pot for a while. Oh, oh my yeah. God. yeah, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Give me dice, man. All whiskey cider. Just put it on low in the crock pot. And just let it let it vibe out for a while. Wait, so wait, it's all wait, like wait, 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 wait. Melt, and copacetic. Hmm? I saw a picture of you with the thing. One of those. What I don't know what they're called. You get them at Winter Carnival in Quebec. Yeah, cane, le bonhomme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You so fill man, the whole thing with. It could be yeah. cold or it could be hot, but hot really it's, fucks you up. They say yeah, they serve it to well, you, they serve it to you hot because it's usually freezing there in Quebec that time of year. So you have this staff, this cane of just hot liquor, and it. I mean, it's all it's you know whiskey and whiskey and wine, like the Three Eleven song, and uh, it's just absolutely delicious. So I got pretty fucked up off that yesterday. It's called anyways, caribou, right? Caribou. It is called yeah, it's called caribou. But yeah, here's to celebrate the winter carnival of Quebec. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much my week in Star Wars. Uh, Chris, why don't you take us away? Oh, lads, where do I start? Um, quite the... Uh, <laughs> Kev's sitting on a couch right now, and he's like, where should I put this Boba Fett picture? And it's like, like at an angle... Right between the yeah. cushion. <laughs> oh, in the bin. Uh, oh! <laughs> no, okay, back to Chris's week in Star Wars. Sorry. Yes, Chloe, go, Chris. Fuck it, I didn't even get one sentence out before some <laughs> bastard hijacked it. Every fucking week this happens. That was Ed. False. You instigated me, Kev. Lies! <laughs> Deceptions! More interruptions every week! <laughs> anyway, yes, I've got a few bits, few bits turned. It's been a fortnight, hasn't it? Because we didn't record last week. Um, so finally, the art of the Mandalorian book showed up from Amazon. They got some back in stock. I pre-ordered that in November. Finally got it mid-February. Cheers, Amazon. Um, it's glorious. It's brilliant. No doubt. I, I would talk to Kev about it because I know he's got it, but he'd probably just put it straight on his shelf and never looked at it. So That's pretty much it, mate. No, he just keeps looking at eBay, seeing the price. Yeah, seeing how much it goes up. Yep. Oh, save that. Save that. Just hold that thought. <laughs> yeah, just hold it's... that thought. Don't say it one more time, then I'll carry on. Yeah. <laughs> hold the thought. Hold cool. that thought. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's... Um, because it covers every episode, and it's actually oh, got nice. stuff in it from the actual show, unlike the Rise of Skywalker book, which has got fuck all in it from the film. So yeah, it's great. Of the art, I love the art of books. You know, I've talked about them before. It's uh, definitely one of my favourites. Um, like Kev said, Jar Jar turned up from Star Action Figures, six inch back series Jar Jar. We nagged about him for ages, didn't we? When are you going to make it? When are you going to make it? They made it. We ordered it. Turned up. Happy days. It's a great figure. Um, I just wish he'd got a bit more of a goofy face. Because he's, he's ah, proper twat. Let's be honest. He's a dickhead, but he looks a bit too serious. His, his look on his face is a bit like... I want to put him in a stupid, wacky position, but... Never thought you know. Yeah, put him in a wacky yeah, yeah. position, Kev. Oh, wait, you can't. Take it out of box, Kev. Come on. No, get fucked. <laughs> that's... that's... That's the most outrageous thing you've said, Chris, ever. Yeah. Is yours open, Chris? You know what it is, though. I've got it in my hand right now. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it looks what great. Unboxed in the wild. Mm. <sighs> I can't... Like, Kev shows us the box. I can't see shit because the reflections off the plastic. Like, nah. But then Chris holds up the figure. It's perfect. You <clears throat> can see all the sculpting, the amazing sculpting of Jar Jar's face. <laughs> Yeah, it's good stuff. Got another figure when I dropped off Jar Jar. Kev had a figure to exchange for me, which was the retro collection Yoda from Empire Strikes Back Ooh. Uh, line that he picked up for me um, as I was freezing my ass off on his doorstep. <laughs> Cheers for that, mate. Do you know what, Chris? Sorry. You yeah. know what I loved about that? Do you remember what we said after? When you, when you said, when we, we did a call in the week after. And I'm like, have you opened that Yoda, mate? <clears throat> And it's like, yeah, of course I have. It's a, it's just like, I'd have ripped it open in front of you, but my hands were too cold at the time to rip the fucking bubble <laughs> on. <laughs> it's true oh, story. True story. Um, 
I've got some uh, got some new new uh, beer, some new Star Wars beer. <gasps> I you didn't mention it, Kev, did you? Oh, mate. I thought you were going to mention it. Sorry, I'll let you... Yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah. So I stumbled across a new um, a new beer this week in my, my old favourite shop, B&M Bargains, Kev. Um, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't talk about this, mate, because we had a bit of an exchange on... A funny exchange, didn't we, on, on text yeah, sorry. a bit? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the... Uh, I've talked about previous, the Stormtrooper Galactic Pale Ale, which we've had in there before, which is lovely. Um, but the same the same brewery, they brought out a new one, which is original Stormtrooper. It's called Sniper. So it's an IPA, but it's situa- Situation Normal Indian Pale Ale. I love and that. It's, uh, the artwork on the can is fantastic. It's got some great, like, on the side, it's like, support the Empire, buy more, buy more beer, <laughs> brew nice. for victory. Enlist today. See the stars and get paid for doing it. I love it. It's all like propaganda art on it. It's like really yeah, cool. That's cool. Um, so that's lovely. So I got some of that, and uh, I bought four cans of that, and I caned, and, like, caned them in one night, and then I went back to get some more. Because I texted Kev about it, didn't I? I showed you the can, and you were yeah. like, yeah. you couldn't find none. You were working away, weren't you? And then you couldn't yeah. find them where you were. Yeah, I was working in Loughborough, mate, yeah, and I couldn't find any. So... I went. I came home and found some. So thanks for the tip, mate. Yeah. Yeah. And then on on Friday, I had an absolute shitter of a day on Friday at work. It was a right grueler, and uh, life's a bit crap at minute. So I was like, right, I'm I'm going back to B and M to get some more <laughs> more of them cans. <laughs> Kevin already sent me like a photo of his local B and M that's just stacked wall to wall, and I what. <laughs> I walked in and I've got me. Head- I, always, I always shot with my headphones on because I can't be asked. So I'm walking around like and listening to music and I get to shelf bone dry, mate. Absolutely empty. Sold out. <laughs> and I just stood oh, in no. shop. I stood in shop that loud. I went, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Top of your voice, mate. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny, but they did have some of the galactic stuff, so I got some of that. So yeah, that was that was quite funny. But yeah. um, I've been, oh, been I watched Real One today randomly. Oh nice! Got, I had a monster hangover today, and <laughs> I just like crawled out of my own arse and fucking you know you just like lying on sofa death then. And I don't know what I just went to Disney Plus and it was on the top menu and I just pressed play on it. I thought I put this on and I can fall asleep. And just you know, just have something on while you. And I just sat up and watched it all. And I absolutely loved it. It's such a good film that is. I know you're not a big fan of it, Ed, but I, <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's great, Rogue One. It's absolutely brilliant. I love that. Yeah. Don't you love like, those times where you just sit and just yeah. just go crank through a movie and it's ah, <laughs> yeah, awesome, man. I love that. I feel like I have a dual personality. Where like I'm sober, I'm like that's a good movie, and then I get drunk, I'm like there's some issues I have. It's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So which version are we dealing with right now? I don't want us to Good digress question. on it, but we'll, we'll we'll talk about that one time, Ed, because I don't. That's that's scruffy BC when all that happened. So I don't that know. Was, that's right. What what these issues are, but I've got no issues with that film. I think it's great. It just makes me excited for the uh, Andor series. Yeah, I, I love the aesthetic to it, and I love. Um, Stuart and Baze are just brilliant. I love their relationship, and that end scene with them two is just—it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, it's just 
they obviously love each other like so much and the way that he fucking looks back across at him when he's lying on the floor just to, that end shot with Bayes is, is is awesome and Ben Mendelsohn in that film man he's just oh yeah oh, man he's oh, awesome isn't I will not disagree so, with that yeah that he was great so good absolutely oh, oh look it's Lyra <laughs> back, back from, from the, the dead. dead back from the dead <laughs> <laughs> so good Oh, it's beautiful. Scene with Vader, in Vader's castle. I remember watching that on opening night actually, and being like, "Me, Darth Vader's got a castle." I know, dude. Oh my god. I love that scene though, Chris, because he's in the bath, isn't he? Vader's just got in the bath, and then we're like, (laughs) "Don't it always happen? You just get in the bath, and you get a phone call. Someone's at the door for you. Look what it is. You got me up for this." (laughs) I was so intrigued by that guards with them mm. i only thought that the emperor got royal guards so vader getting royal guards was a big thing for me sorry oh no nice. yeah yeah i didn't think of that that's cool i like the smirk he gives at the end of that scene yeah 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 be careful not to choke on your aspirations director <laughs> <laughs> yes i'll be here all week lads pulling out these <laughs> <laughs> love it love it yeah, love it yeah but uh, I, oh, I had a funny, funny conversation with Mrs. H today. So, so I got, I got a new toothbrush, and uh, <laughs> yeah, good segue. Star Wars themed, maybe. Me. Well, it, I've always, always had a green toothbrush. Like you, can, you will buy like packs of toothbrushes, and if there's a green one in there, it's mine. So it's like ignite the green. It's Luke's, Luke Saber. I've always. <laughs> Always pick the green colour toothbrush. That is uh, fair. When she was doing the online shop the other week, uh, last week, I was like, oh, I wrote down, because she gets me to try everything down that we need, and I wrote down, I need a new toothbrush, and then in brackets, has to be green, close bracket, bang. So she bought a multi-pack, and then went, Tesco man turned up and dropped it off. I was like, I said to her today, I was like, oh, where's them? Did you put them toothbrushes away? Yeah, they're in the bathroom. So I went in, and this multi-pack, there's no green in there, is it? <gasps> so we've got we've got blue, pink, and purple. So I'm like, oh, I suppose I'll I'll go with blue. <laughs> She's like, "What's up with you?" So I explained that like, I always have a green one. I'll go with blue. It's I'm not picking this based on the Jurassic concept of gender colours. I'm. You're like, you know, first world problems. I'll just go, yeah. you know, like, I'm not going <laughs> to make a big deal. I, I, I'm going to pick Luke, Luke, Luke. Luke started with a blue lightsaber, didn't he? So I suppose I can cope. <laughs> and she says, so you don't want purple like Mace Windu? Ooh. Wow. Look at that knowledge. No. No, love. Why? thought you liked him. He's a prick. <laughs> yes, he is. But he's Star Wars. Don't you like Star Civilian. Wars? Civilian. Civilian. Right. Well, mate, listen. Listen. This is a, this is what transpires. You know, I love Samuel L. Jackson. However, I don't like Mace Windu. And let me tell you why. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm on like in our bathroom in our bedroom. I'm actually in the bathroom while this conversation's happening, and she's on the bed like on the phone. And I did that thing where I popped it. was like a scene from like a fucking sitcom or something. So I says, and let me tell you why. 
and I popped my head, <laughs> popped my head out of the door, and I could just just see that eye roll. Like, oh, here we go, fucking hell. Why did I? Why have I even entertained this this conversation? She was like, oh, go on then, let's hear it. I was like, right. Well, I'll tell you why, because he spends the entirety of the prequel trilogy being an absolute prick to Anakin. And don't even get me started on how he, how he treats Ahsoka Tano during the Clone War. And she's like, why? I was like, because that motherfucker, he called her a citizen after she left the Jedi Order, because they were too wrapped up in their own fucking hubris to believe that she was framed for crimes she didn't commit. So no thank you, I'll stick with the Bluetooth brush, Michelle. All right. And uh, <laughs> that's great. Oh, it, God, went, that's it, it, well, it gets better. It went silent for a bit, and then I'm um, start brushing my teeth, and I finish. And she says, "So, I just heard a say." She says, "So, where was um, where was Ahsoka during the original trilogy, Chris?" And I was like, "Oh, maybe." I know. I said to um. I said, I don't know, darling. That's an interesting question. <laughs> and do you know what she says? I, I, I fucking floored me this, did she? went, hmm, maybe she was in the world between worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, laying up the segue, leads me on nicely. I finished Rebels Boys in the last two weeks. I've been doing this full rewatch, and then I finally, finally finished Rebels, which I thought, I'd never seen, and it transpires. I had never seen it. I thought I'd seen some of the fourth season, but I'd never seen any of it. Ah. So I, I literally blitzed it in two days, like 15 episodes, and Michelle sat and watched the second half, the last half of it with me, which is obviously why she dropped some some knowledge bombs on me. But yeah, Rebels finished. Happy days, mate. I fucking loved it. I thought stuff. it was great. Absolutely great. Sperm whales. Yeah. <laughs> For tentacles. I mean, space whales. Excuse space me. whales, Jimmy. <laughs> Sperm whales. Talk to me, mate, about space whales. What, what Go on, Jimmy. What's your thought? <laughs> Again. You know my thoughts on this bullshit. <laughs> Love those pergles. Yeah. What's that episode in Star Trek The Next Generation, Kev, when, like, the little the fucking creature that flies through these vacuum of space latches onto the Enterprise trying to suck all, oh, the, energy suck all the energy out Oh, it's not suck all the energy out, yeah. I can't remember Yeah, this is what it's like for me yeah. on this. It's fucking trash. Anyway, <laughs> move along. I, f- I really enjoyed it, mate. I thought it was a, a well-thought-out plan by Ezra Bridger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're thinking, like, if you're taking this seriously, as in, like, this just happened, yes, it was, because he had that experience with them at the mining guild base earlier, or whatever, with those cool, awesome... What do you think of those yellow ties? The what, sorry? Yellow the tie yellow fighters? tie fighters from the mining guild. They have, mm-hmm. like... Oh, one yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. One, yeah. Of the, one of the part of the hexagon was, like, etched out or whatever. Pretty sick looking. That was cool. Wasn't that kind of off an EU thing? I feel uh, like... I don't- no. No. What, what? What were those? They mixed different fighters together. Like you know, had the tie thing with the X wings and the tie and the oh, X wings. Oh, that's ugly. Ugly. They called yeah, the yeah. uglies. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think. Why wing? Why wing the cell? Why wing engines with a tie fighter ball cockpit? Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. But no, I sorry. I just yeah, I, I love that cool man. Sorry, carry on. Yeah. Carry no, on. you're all good. You're all good. I just love. I love the um, 
I love the whole season, to be honest. I thought it was a great show, Rebels. It got a bad rap at the time, didn't it? Because I think everyone yeah. was just on that. It's because it's it was weekly, Sorry. and you were like... But yeah, it definitely plays in its favour when you binge it. Yeah. You know, yes. like... Because there are some Duffer episodes, as there are in Clone Wars. Some mm-hmm. absolute trash arcs in the Clone Wars, but... <laughs> this might be controversial. This might be controversial. Mm. But I think I like it. I think I like Rebels more than Clone Wars. <gasps> Ooh, hey, I'm with you. I'll, I'll jump on that train with you. Oh I'll my god, we got two on that train. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not jumping oh. on that train. I have to watch I'll Rebels take, again. Also, also to, to add on to your point you just made earlier about you know people gave it grief when it first came out. Yeah, everyone loves it now because we all saw what happened with fucking Resistance. You know, just saying. <laughs> yeah, well, I never well, finished Resistance. <laughs> I've never even started. I've never even seen. I uh, know, and I don't five seconds of it. Are we gonna do a scruffy watch? Uh, we should do a scruffy should, watch. That's uh, gonna be awful. Oh my uh, god! Can we do? Can we do one of those like watches a group and then comment and then uh, post it? Update somehow. What are we talking yeah. about here? Yeah, resistance. Yeah, resistance. Yeah. Just any kind. Of, maybe just the pilot. Yeah, that'd be fun. How comical would that be, Kev? Come on. I have to take a month off uh, for personal <laughs> reasons. <laughs> I mean, when are we doing this? Then I'll take a month off. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> cool. Oh, hey, just um, just a few more bits on on rebels, if that's all right. I've got um, Ooh. I've got some questions. Yeah, shoot. Well, first off, actually, I didn't. I d- I obviously knew that Kanan died. I didn't know how it happened, or when it happened, or why. And I weren't prepared for how emotional. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. That, that was yeah, yeah, right. That was fucking stunning. Yeah, it yeah. was. Great writing, great execution, brilliant. Um, who does the music? Is it? What's his name? Kev does the music for. He oh, did Cl- they, yeah. I've got the fuck. I've got the it, vinyl upstairs. It Klein. Somebody Klein. <laughs> of course. Yeah. it's Kevin Kiner. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Kiner. Yeah. That's it. Sorry, Klein. What I've got the vinyl. Unopened upstairs. <laughs> How dare you? I have that. I've op- my vinyl gets open, boys. Come on. <laughs> oh fuck! I got the vinyl upstairs. It's unopened, so I can't see the composer name. So I don't know. <laughs> I'll never know. I'll never know. I loved all the um, in that last season as well. There's loads of Rogue One stuff in it. Loads of little nods. Like obviously they end up at the having base. So that's why the ghost's there in Rogue One. Geonosis yeah. with Saw Gerrera. Yep. Geonosis saws in it, yeah. Before he loses his feet. Lies! So good. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking they explain, they know, explain away Wedge and Tilly's, why Wedge and Tilly's wasn't with Red Squadron at the Battle yep. of uh, Scarif, because he was like doing, I don't know. They I forgot exactly what it was, but they like explained it in a quick scene, and it was awesome. Yeah. Um, I've why can anyone answer this to me I don't know if this was talked about at the time when it aired why did Palpatine appear to Ezra in his former self before he got all like Kentucky Fried Chicken up and shit you know what I mean he appears as like Ian McDermott not as fucking yeah probably didn't want to spook him like obviously but everyone would know what the Emperor looked like. That bit freaked me out a bit. I was like, what? Well, do they know what he looks like? He kind of hit his image, right? No, well, he, so, 
end of episode three, Revenge of the Sith, people see him, the senators see him for what he is. But from what I understood, I feel like it was an Inferno Squad, maybe. Or maybe it was in the Inferno Squad novelization, I think. You never, uh, all the pitches of Palpatine were all pre Revenge of the Sith scars photos. Like everything, you, you never saw him as his true self. And I think it was his, uh, because the Sith are all about deception and backhanded tricks to get what they want or whatever. I think right. he was trying to appease to Ezra as like a calm, gentle, caring old man, almost grandfather figure. Be like, help me and. Well, I can help you. Yeah, well, you think about Sheev. He's like old, on his pedestal. I'm better than everybody. Mm-hmm. This is a fucking child. I'm like, whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm, so bar- thinking, I'm barely have enough motivation to give him this much attention. Like, whatever. Like, I'm just going to, like, <laughs> like, this is a pesty fly, like, flying around my head. <laughs> but, I mean, he still knows who the Emperor is. Like, this yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. control. Yeah. The, I mean, you see the Stormtrooper and the Empire. This is the emperor in charge. So he's really got to pull on like, listen, man, we're all not that bad. We're just misunderstood, bro. Give me the key to that little thing that you got. There. Yeah, he's, he's just posing himself as an image that would. Please, not, as we're in it. Yeah, he was doing would, it. Just yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Honey over vinegar. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Sweet, yeah. sweet. Okay, that makes just sense. Just to give Ezra that illusion. That's that's my that's pretty our, well, isn't it? My, my yeah. apparently our interpretation. Anyways, it could be something completely different, but that's what mm. I think. I thought. Cool. Yeah. No, it was. I, I, I remember. I can't remember because it was ages since I saw it, but it was purely for Ezra's purpose, wasn't it? It was just. Yeah. I don't think there's anything deep to it. I think it was just to please Ezra to appeal to him as himself, wasn't it? Because it's all hologram, innit? It's by hologram, yeah. innit? So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. So, I, th- I think we talked about this in when we covered Mandalorian but just remind me again why the fuck does Sabine give the Darksaber to Bo-Katan and just lets her have it and then in Mandalorian Gus Gus Fring says she can't just take it she's got to earn it she's got to fight for it uh-huh. but, uh, but isn't that going to lead in because that's unanswered so, right yeah because she's so determined in the Mandalorian to win it that way that I think she's probably Mandalorian, or she's lost her throne because of that, because she didn't win it properly. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think my theory That's is the I reason she like doesn't have it in the Mandalorian is because she got it inappropriately. Yeah. That's what I think. By hand by tradition. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, it didn't work. Uh, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you do a rewatch of the Mandalorian, and and like obviously she is m- determined to take it properly. She's like. I have to do it. So when he walks in, when Din walks in with it, you can see she's few because she's like, "Fuck, I have like, to kill this yeah. guy." He's so yeah. nice. But like, like lineage-wise, <clears throat> she can deserve it. I mean, if you think feudal times, that kind of stuff, you know, it's all bloodline. Bloodline-wise, sure. But yeah. it's the Mandalorians. They're like a warrior race. So there's another aspect to it with the whole defeating in combat. There's a, there's a code. There's an honor. There is all of that that they have to follow. Yeah. Well, that's and what how, he says because he says like you know it's it it's not the sword it's the legend the legend has the story so if she's it's like Ed says it's not been talked about yet but I think it's clearly going to be that 
she's probably lost respect and power because she took it. She just basically was handed it. Yeah. And now she's determined to win it back because all the time, I think even before she says, like, he's mine, Gideon is mine, I have to take that from him and prove my worth for it. So, hence... So who's the rightful leader? Sabine? Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> shit. oh shit. I mean, let's like first things <laughs> first. First things first. How the hell are they going to get off of that goddamn light cruiser with Gina Carano <laughs> and uh, hey, Sackoff and Moff Gideon all there? But, anyways, cool. So, there's not, has there been anything, any like supplemental material at all that explains how the Darksaber got from Bo Katan to Gus Fring? No. No. no, no, no. So that's all to be explained and shit. Filoni, he'll sort, he'll sort that. Yeah, maybe, oh, yeah. I suspect, I suspect the Mandalorian season two will glean a lot of light on that. Sweet. Three. Into season that darkness. Yeah. Season three, yeah. Season three. Cool. One season last question. Four, One last question. Why is Jason Sindula green? <laughs> ah, what the fuck? Because Hera's green. You said yeah. scissor, I mean, because Hera's green, I guess. I mean, or, or you know, he's a child. Maybe he was playing in a kiddie pool with green food coloring. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that's that. Sabine is fucking awesome character. Absolutely love her. I hope we get her in live action. She looks super hot with short hair. I'm totally comfortable saying that about rendered pixels on a screen. Um, and I just need more Ahsoka the White in my life. Yes. Cause that, so is, precious, that is such a tiny little prick tease at the end. Because oh, obviously, yeah. I've seen I've seen that image of her online with like as a soak of the white. I didn't realize that's it. That's all we got. Yeah, there's nothing. Just literally, yeah. it's a split second. Uh huh. Like fuck. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Now here's a question for you, Chris. tickling you th- your balls. Do you anyway. think that? <laughs> When when does Ahsoka the White scene with Sabine take place? Before or after the Din Djarin meeting? Because hmm. <laughs> we had this question that we asked a while ago, but now that this yeah. is fresh on your mind, I want to I want to know your take on that. Do you think this is pre or post Din Djarin interaction? Sorry. I kind of want to think it doesn't matter, but mm. it's cool to know. It could well, be before Sabine- or after. Sabine's narrating Sabine narrates the coda and wraps everyone's stories up and she mentions that everything that she's talking about takes place after the Battle of Endor mm-hmm. and we know that Mandalorian's five years after the Battle of Endor yep. so to me she grabs Sabine because um, Ezra says to Sabine I'm counting on you and the very last thing that she says in Rebels is, I thought he was counting on me to look after Lothal and take care of his people, but he's actually counting on me to find him. Mm. So Ahsoka the White turns up, and we're going to look for him. We've got the big reveal in Mandalorian. Rosario Dawson, where is Grand Admiral Thorne? Mm-hmm. So to me, I think... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, she should have. She should have asked, "Where are the space whales?" Uh, yeah. I, I think Mandalorian is before that Ahsoka the White scene. 
Oh. I think she asks where Grand Admiral Thrawn is. Um, Bruce Lee's niece tells him, tells her. Goddaughter. And then she, then she fucking, goddaughter, sorry. Then she jumps jumps in that cool-ass ship she's got, hmm? gets a cloak on and goes and fetches Sabine. Oh, she had the cloak at the beginning, then we, right? Then we've, got, then we've got a sp- uh, spin-off series, bang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think that's good. That, that's, that, would make that's not, that works well with my head cannon. Picking Sabino. I mean, honestly, that? you could write it the other way where she did it before and this is in the process. Like, that planet was in the process. Yeah. Sabine's off doing her thing to help in finding Ezra and she's doing her thing, like tracking Thrawn because Thrawn might lead him to Ezra. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Right, because. Uh, because I mean, Ahsoka and Nazra have this very interesting bond because they went through that whole little, what's it called? Between world, world between world worlds. Between between, yeah, world, the world between worlds. So they have that. They have that common there. So <laughs> they, you know, Ahsoka and Nazra have this bond. Maybe she needed to find out where he was or where he could have gone because she probably may have heard that Thrawn was back. And if Thrawn's back, Ezra's there somewhere. Now, right, where is right, right. Ezra? Ezra's teed up with Thrawn, fighting the Far Outsiders, which we'll find out will be the Yuuzhan Vong when they crash a moon into CERN Padel and kill Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate, Damn. Yes, mate. Chris, Chris, that was your fault, mate. That I'm glad I asked. <laughs> is this a You're Jeff welcome. email? <laughs> Too many questions, mate. Too many questions. Yeah. And while, while, we're on, while we're on questions, impromptu... Round two, mate. Trivial Pursuit. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Roll. yeah. Let's roll. Let's see if I can redeem my up. shitty self. Redeem that shit. All right, 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 right. right. As I recall, Jimmy went first. So I'm not going to roll this time. I'm just going to ask random questions. Are you, are you still going to, like, pick until you think it's hard and then... <laughs> yeah, of course I am. Of course okay, I am, yeah. Right. Of course he is. Current score, update, Ed 1, Jimmy 2, Kev 2. Everyone's getting easy questions except Ed. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Right, Jimmy. What is the first planet seen in episode two? Hold on, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, Attack of Clones. Oh, Coruscant. Easy. Coruscant. For the record, I knew that one. (laughs) Nice. Kevin Garbert, it's yes, mate. This, this question rolls to you. <laughs> what did Han say he planned to do with his reward money? Uh, pay off a few old debts. Oh, there's one word wrong in that sentence. But oh no! Oh, pay off some debts. Yeah, I've got a yeah. Some old pay off some old debts, not a few old debts. Oh, look at you. I'm not He's sure I would have gotten that one. <laughs> For the record, I, I would have said like payback. Come with us, pretty good in the fight. We could use you. That one, I'm not sure I would have gotten. But anyway, <laughs> well, I'll pick that really tricky one for Edna. Oh, I'm looking wait. for one. Man. I'm looking for him. Well, while he's looking for one, what if Han was looking to pick up Luke? Like, um, <laughs> wait, what? What's his name? Picked up Han in Solo, and eventually he would just betray him. Are you, are you shipping Han and Luke? 
Jim is writing his own EU as he goes along. No, no. Who's the guy? Oh, my God. Han's mentor in Solo. What's his name? I gave you the Black Series guy. What's uh, um, yeah, Woody Harrelson? Uh, yeah, that guy. Beckett. 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 I love Solo. It's my favorite Star Wars movie right now. What if Han was trying to pit, what was? What if Han was trying to recruit Luke the way Beckett inadvertently recruited Han? And eventually Han probably just been like, yeah, shoot the kid. I don't need him. I don't know. Ooh, yeah. yeah I wouldn't put it past Han, honestly. I don't think so either. Sorry, do we have a put question? Put it past Han, Edward, Edward All, right. All right, give me it. Give me it. Give me it. What? What were Darth Vader's last three words? Are you fucking kidding me? No, <laughs> that they weren't that. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Aww. It wasn't that. <laughs> Yo, I got this. I got this. It? Yo, yo, brah. Bruh. You got me. You got me. No, what was that? I know what I can picture the scene. Last, last three words. And it's when he has his helmet off? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't. Can I guess? Yeah, Just, go ahead. You were right. Correct. Oh, yeah. You got me. Tell your sister you were right. Let me look on you with my own. All right, I'll stick with my one point. <laughs> All right, add one. Jimmy, three, kept three. Go. Cool. Is that right. it? Yeah. Then. Right. Come on. Yep, move along. All right. Look at Ed, he's raging. No, oh, Ed, I'm not. That not one, right now. that one, like, yeah. I literally didn't know. The last one I knew, like, I just flustered and didn't say it. This, that one I didn't know. So I'm Dude, fine. I flustered. I almost flustered on the Attack of the Clones one. I'm like, how does that go? I fucking never watched that because I don't like that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we got Be More Leia, right? Yeah. Be More Leia is a segment where I read a page from the book Be More Leia, written by Christian yeah. Bilbell. So here we go. Are you ready, Kev? Got your cowbell ready? I'm ready, mate. Yeah. Nice and in time. You're sending the wolf! That's about motherfucker. Be more there. Fucks. Cowbell. Cowbell. Be more there. <laughs> Be more there. <laughs> guys are so fucking awful. Be more there. Be more there. Oh, that's enough. All right, 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 all right. So we were in the last chapter. It's called Leading with Confidence. This page is entitled Own Your Success. You've worked hard, and you should own it. Well, I'm out. He's dropped out. He's out. Yeah, he's off the call. Don't let others write off your successes as pure luck. It diminishes your achievements and belittles you. Make sure you declare the value of what you've done. Putting in those late hours at the office, right, Kev? Crafting, <laughs> crafting a rousing message that has attracted intergalactic support. Deflecting blaster bolts. Blindfolded. Rousing or arousing? Rousing. Oh. Right. Should be arousing. This adds value to your cause and gives credence 
to you as a leader. The quote is, in my experience, there is no such thing as luck. No such thing as luck. Yeah, Kev. I mean... See, this this leads... Chris is the leader. He's the manager, yeah? Christopher Hall, the manager. It's all about hard work, mate. You've got to put hard work in. Mm -hmm. Something you know nothing about. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I've worked hard this year. I've done about 10 hours. Total for the year or per week? A little bit. For the year, mate. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm not not a machine. Come on. It's more machine now than man. (laughs) It's hard work. Twisted and evil. Is that what got you to the top, Chris? Hard work. (laughs) Wait, on top or? Hard work or was it luck? <sighs> okay. I mean, if you listen, if you're gonna, if you are successful at something, there is no harm nor shame. It's not vain to put your just your success on display. So, I think as the full life lesson, if you have success, own it. You don't have to make sure people know it, but make sure people know. Not like yeah. blatantly, but like yeah. Don't no, be flamboyant I about it or braggadocious, but no. I, let I, let I people don't don't just let shit just slide off your resume. Like look at your le- resume, your LinkedIn, your CV. Put your best shit on there. Keep that oh, updated. Shit. All your successes, put them flat on stuff like that. <laughs> For the people who care about, they'll find it. So don't keep your successes hidden. That's I was I agreeing with that, Jimmy, until you said put all your successes on the CV. Then I was fucking way yeah. out of it. I was like. Oh, fuck all. I don't even have one. CV. <laughs> Kevin Garbett. CV. Curriculum Vitae. Fucking owns a few Star Wars toys. Have a you ever in, in, Interesting hobbies. Killing pigeons. <laughs> you know, like, like, $400. Great poster. Fucking blow your head off, prick. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like on your CV, and it says, like, killing pigeons, and then the employer's like, have you got any references on that, Mr. Garbett? Actually, I have, mate. Check this Facebook thing here. Check this Facebook. Look at this. <laughs> got a street full of it. My buddy will send you a sound clip. <laughs> Talked about it. Every week. Oh, Two God. Weeks. Brilliant. Oh, perfect. Oh, frack's sake. All right. Time for Are You Kidding Me? So Are You Kidding Me is a segment where we take anything in Star Wars that makes one say... Are you kidding me? So, Chris Hall is going to lead us off. Here we go. Are you kidding me? A surprise, to be sure. But it worked. Well. Right, lads. So, this week's Are You Kidding Me? relates to, uh, obviously, last week's biggest piece of Star Wars news. Um, we didn't do a show last week, so we didn't cover it. We're just going to cover it briefly now before we roll in. Gina Carano got fired because she talked shit and faced the consequences. That's all I've got to say about it. Say dumb shit. You fucking deal with it. Anyone want to say anything else about it? No, 100% agree, mate. I'm not fucking getting involved in it. It was coming. I wasn't surprised. There you go. Yeah. You make your bed, you sleep in it. Yeah. You don't shit when you eat. Her acting wasn't great, so good riddance, right? (laughs) Listen, I mentioned it earlier on this episode. 
That's all I can think about about that last episode of Mandalorian. I was... I was already concerned. I was like, how the hell is Katie Sackhoff going to let him get off the bridge? Now how are they going to get off that bridge with, like, Cruz Wichita Corrado there? <laughs> is it going to be, like, a quick, like, Moff Gideon is going to escape by killing Gina Corrado and, like, sneaking off into escape pod? Oh, yeah, they could ride it in. The bridge? Boom. Yeah, yeah. Cara Dune. Yeah. No, I mean, Disney exercised their right to free speech. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. But Disney isn't, yeah, Disney is a business. And they're saying Gina Carano is not good for our bottom line. Done. Figure yeah. it out. Boom. Yeah. I mean, brilliant character. Rubbish. Mm. That we're, I mean, they've already said that they're not going to recast her, so we're going to lose the yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Um, that's gutting, obviously. Right. An awesome, pow- powerful mm. female going to be lost from the canon. I love but, story, you know, the Alderanian survivor. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I did like that. I did yeah. like the idea of being recast that. I, I did think they should have recast that. Tough. Like- it's, yeah, it's tough, though, because I was... Do you think that Do you think that this is going to... And they would make me happy. Do you think, are they going to expand the role of Bo-Katan, Katie Sackhoff? Do you think we're going to see more of her now? Possibly. I think they were always going to see the use, same amount they were planning. Yeah, are, are they probably... I mean, probably keep the same amount they planned, but are they going to use... Um, Bo-Katan's character to supplement those storylines and arcs that um, Cara Dune would have had. Like, just obviously modified, but do you think are they going to use her to fill it in? Or maybe Ahsoka? Probably not Ahsoka. But Katie Sackhoff, I guess. I do that. feel like Fennec was doing it in that last episode. So Or Fennec, or Fennec, mm. but Fennec, they're all going to be going Book of Boba. Well, I know, but like they're already mm. kind of doing it, which is funny. Like right, well, and they're gonna so they're gonna have their own thing. Rosario's gonna have her own thing there. So it's just Katie Sackoff holding the bag. Yeah, all she got Mandalorian with the Mandalorian. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just, I'm fearful that uh, Bo-Katan's gonna turn into an antagonist. I don't want that. <laughs> she, I mean, with she'll definitely be a, she'll be a friend of me for a while. They'll figure it out though. I'm scared for that. I don't want that to happen. But Disney if it happens, could, whatever. Did, Disney could really cheese their way out of this by Moff Gideon shooting Cara Dune on the bridge, stealing the dark saber, and running into an escape pod and be like, "Boo!" And then jumping. Anyway, out. so this week's are you kidding me? Um, leading on from that firing, um, a few days later, Hasbro announced that they were going to stop all production on the Cara Dune action figures. Um, Apart from the retro collection one, that's coming out. So the Black Series figures were due to be re-released. They were going to make more of them and re-release them. Like, cause they love, love a bit of repackaging, don't they? Old Hasbro. They but they're not going to do that. Which, in turn, has led to some very interesting <laughs> events over the last few weeks, especially this week. So I was online and I follow a lot of toy news and stuff um and started seeing people go talking about cara doom figures like turning up on ebay for ridiculous amounts of money so i was like what is this because obviously you stop production of a figure the ones that already exist are going to become more rarer so i started investigating this (laughs) so i went on ebay and i was like this this is silly what, what we got? Types of Cara Dune, Black Series. 
lo and behold, <laughs> they like start hundred and fifty pound. What? And I was like, Stop. Are we, are we having a laugh. And then I found one. I found one at two hundred, and I was like, I've got to send this to Kev. Kev's like, so I was like, Kev, did you notice? Have you seen that uh, Asbro have stopped production of uh, Cardoon <clears throat> figures? He's like, oh yes, mate. Yeah, I saw that. I says, have you seen? Have you looked on eBay? He's like, no, mate. Why? <laughs> so I sent him a few screenshots. A few screenshots. <laughs> what did you think, Kev, when I sent you, mate? Mate. You know what was funny? Because um, you talked about it. You, gra- you, you dragged me involved. I could not get on eBay yet any quicker than when you, than when you sent me that. <laughs> that was like, funny was bags like, got it over here, folks. It was like, it was like homework. Because Chris was like, Kev, mate, have you seen this? And I'm like, whoa. I was, I was like, I don't think I've ever picked a phone up and looked on somewhere as quickly as that. But, mate, we were having some right back and forth, weren't we, mate? We could yeah. not, honestly, couldn't believe it, what was going on. Could we, mate? The- no, not at all. And then it's it's now got ridiculously out of hand. They're, like, up to £500, yeah. some of them are. Um, and they're selling as well at these prices. Yeah. It's ludicrous. Um, there are some... The Star Action figures, the shop that me and Kev buy our bits from uh had to put out a statement in the week because some pre-orders will get like there was a small amount shipment due in um that had already been made and those pre-orders from that site will get uh what's the right word fulfilled um but he had to put out a statement because he he's had people trying to He's had to take the figure down off the website because people are trying to buy like thirty of them, mm. like adding <laughs> adding thirty just scalpers like just trying to because they're going for these ludicrous prices on three hundred bucks here in the US right 300? now. Three hundred right now, yeah. Are you for kidding me? Inch, for the six inch black series, it's like eighty to a hundred for the three point seven five inch. Yeah. Well, before what? we before we came on air, what the fuck? I was like, <laughs> I decided to do a little bit more homework and research. Because, like, some of them in the UK, eBay UK, they're like £700. Pound. Like, and they're on cow. for a buy it now. But this one is the absolute fucking crowning turd in the water pipe, boys, because this is an absolute belter. There's a guy on here, belter. and he's got it on as a starting bid for £14,250. <laughs> But what? what I love, what I love though, is he's got it on for there, and it ends in four days, and it says plus five pound postage, and I was like, <laughs> what that's a lot. Cheap but, but do, you know, do you know what? I, lo- I looked at it and I was like, that's a lot for postage. It should only be about three pound fifty. <laughs> <laughs> but can I just read his item description? This is brilliant. So it says like Corridune action figure. Now an ultra-rare discontinued figure. So buy and please watch it skyrocket in price. It's spelling's horrendous. It says grab yourself a bargain. The best Star Wars character today could be yours if you're lucky enough to win. And then it says, please check Drunk with the fuck. experts. Yeah, please check with the experts on Facebook. They will tell you this figure is worth uh, 
£1,977, but they've always got an opinion, haven't they? Uh, what? And then what? it says, open to sensible offers. <laughs> what, from 40200 So I've offered him 20 quid. We'll see if he gets back to me on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a that's like a play to make you offer the fourteen hundred or whatever, and then you're like, okay. It's but there's like there's some at seven hundred quid on here. There's some at like oh, yeah. five hundred quid. There's quite a lot because they're all trying to do buy it now. I yes. mean, I'm not going to be fucking. I'm going to be blunt here, but what a massive bunch of wazics! What an absolute. <laughs> what does that what mean? The fuck is a wazik? No, tell me, what is a Wazik? I really don't know what that one is. This is a Wazik, mate. A fucking idiot. Just a, a prat. What a bunch of morons. Wazik. Absolute bunch of fucking a Wazik. Wazik is like a wacko. It's there's the <laughs> word for it. Absolutely. Episode title. What a bunch of Wazics. Wazics. <laughs> Done. Right. Do you know what fucking hurts more than anything? I ain't what? got a figure to sell. <laughs> Mr. Kevin Garbit, you did not get a Gina Carano or Cara Dune. No, bastard. What the? Okay, so this is a lesson for you, Kev. Buy every single Black Series figure that comes out so that if this ever happens, you're ready. This is where, boys, for you three motherfuckers right now, (laughs) where it becomes a circle. Because if you did what I do and keep your figures in the packaging... Just think what money you could earn from selling that Cara Dune figure. Just think. Just think. Look at you. Don't grimace, you three. Don't grimace. Don't look down your nose. You know I'm right. Unbelievable. (laughs) Oh, my God. But what was was really weird, I have contacted Star Action Figures, and he's sending me 30-odd figures out next week. God bless him. I spent twenty thousand pound and I'm getting some <laughs> Caradu figures. I'm ordering several hundred of them, and they'll be on sale for triple the price. Triple the price. Ed Bill, mate, you want to see my fucking payment plan on eBay now, mate? Now I bought these figures. Fucking hell, fourteen thousand two hundred spread over twelve months. <laughs> Actually, I might work that out. What is it? So it's on for fourteen thousand two hundred. Listen, listen. Remember rule of acquisition number twenty-three: nothing is more important than your health, except for your money. So make some money off yeah. of those. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've got a one thousand one hundred eighty-nine pound a month payment plan for that Caradoon figure, boys. For fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's mental, isn't it? It's yeah. It's mental. That's crazy. Yeah. I re- Chris, thanks for letting me. So that's going into the news. She got fired via Twitter, apparently. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Hasbro's like, we're not making any more of your your likeness. Shite. on it in mm, a mold. Shy. Boom. Old news. Move Done. On. Moving yes. on. Uh, Ryan Johnson. Back to Glad. our back to our segment. Is Ryan Johnson doing his trilogy? <laughs> That's our second. Today's right? answer is <laughs> he is still doing it, according to an watch, interview. Watch there's an interview from Soraya Wilson. Uh, she talked to Ryan Johnson, and uh, uh, he just he just said it's still on. No dates or timelines because he has other projects going on, but it is happening. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> In other news. 
<clears throat> In other news, the lad, Mr. Ewan McGregor, is getting buff. Oh, oh come mm. on. If He's already buff and long way up. If you're like any other normal person following Ewan McGregor in his Instagram and seeing what he's been up to lately, which we all are, if you're not, what the fuck? Stop listening. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He p- recently posted a picture of his recent gains, posting some biceps. Damn. Obi-Wan's fit as fuck. <laughs> see, see if, if bicep boss arts saying, damn, about you, and then some yeah. <laughs> Bicep boss <laughs> I don't have biceps. What a wazzy. They're going away. What a wazzy. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited to see this guy back um, on screen as oh, Obi. It's going to right. fucking kick ass, man. That is good. Bring it up. Uh, yeah, I can't wait because I'm uh, even. I'm watching Fargo season three. He's in it. I can't. I can't get through it. Even with Ewan in it, it's just not good. Uh, Jimmy, how many how many things are you watching concurrently at the minute? You've just done Ted Lasso. You've got X Files on go. You're watching Fargo. Yeah, we just watched Deep Throat. <laughs> we only got through another episode, season one, episode two, Deep Throat last week. But yeah, we're going through The Crown right now. We're also going through the top 100 AFI oh, of all time. No, forget I asked Ed what's next on Newsman. Um, <laughs> it's got like five things quick, going on. Quick, Ed. Ed, don't even take a breath, Ed. Just, <laughs> just pick any article. There's anywhere. a rumor. We were talking about Ahsoka recently, right? Also watched yeah, Zodiac. Like with uh, Rebels, Ezra riding a Purgle. Mm. Um, there's a rumor from uh, Kessel Run Transmission. Our boys over there. Seems melt. Um, the guy that played Aladdin in the live-action Aladdin, Mina Masood, you guys know him? Yeah, Aladdin? I don't know him, but I know he played the live-action Aladdin. There's a rumor. There's a rumor he's going to be Ezra. So, mm. oh, all right, that's cool. Wait, I feel like we talked about this. No, no, it's brand okay. new. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That was so well, quick I to shot like, that. Just like, no, it's brand I new. I feel like, didn't we talk about a possible well, casting for it? We talked about Iraj Dolachaki <laughs> playing oh, Aladdin. Right. Right. And that's he'd right. probably be a good Iraj. Ezra. He but, would be great Ezra. But, um, no, we're going He's with... Get- we're going with uh, the guy who played Aladdin, I guess. If it comes out <sighs> true. It's already on... Already on. Disney money, isn't he? It's on Disney books, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah easy. Yeah, yeah. Easy, easy booking for him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it is. I've, I think I've seen Aladdin. I can't remember. I might have seen it or, like, fell asleep. Ooh. Done one of them with kids. It's not that good, is it? Is it good? No. It's the Will Smith one, isn't it? It's yeah. Not. It's fine. It's not, like, What's amazing. he like? Is he all right? Is he okay? It's, it's okay. Mm, it's okay. That, yeah. Kev hates it, but I think it's okay. <laughs> How do we feel about this guy, then? Is he, is he all right? I like I'm him. fine. I think he's yeah, good. Right. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll do really well. I I think he'll do really well. But does he fall over a lot in Aladdin? Yeah, that's why they casted him in it. That's it then. <laughs> it is. I don't think he does, does he? <laughs> <laughs> Shit! You got to find somebody else. Anyway, um, Jimmy, you got oh, any I thoughts on? Oh, that's because oh. the the genie's blue, isn't he? And his new best mate, Thrawn's blue. Yeah. So. Boom! Look at that connection. Yeah, bang. 
Yeah. Ezra's, Ezra's kind of a street rat as well, isn't he? Like, yep. Street rat? Yeah. Do, 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 do. Oh. All right. Yeah. Just I think that it. opening shot. As we just think that opening shot when he's riding that pergol into town. Woohoo! Oh shit! You be kind, yeah. motherfuckers. Lassoing and shit. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just I don't know. I I I, I recall rule of acquisition one hundred and ninety. Here all trust nothing. So <laughs> I want to see what happens when this guy gets tasked. I, mm, I, I think mean, it'd whatever. be good if it brings me good. if it brings me Thrawn. I'm cool. Yeah, don't worry. Well, Thrawn's just, coming. Cause yeah, yeah. It was mentioned I'm, in the episode. Hard. So is Jimmy. The indirect thing is we don't know if Ezra's going to be in it, but if you think Thrawn in that time period, you would hope Ezra would be involved. So, mm. I think this new guy will work well with Piers Brosnan. I think that'll be a good thing. <laughs> God, no, no, no. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait for the screen test footage of that when they show him on like the Blu-ray release or something. There we go. <laughs> Awful. Blu-ray. Well, yeah. who is the name of um, the character, the Imperial uh, ensign that Thrawn had in the first uh, Thrawn book, New Canon? What was his name? Skinos for Jimmy. Well, the one that can speak the uh, traitor language or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Eli Vanto. Yeah, Vanto. Yeah. Eli Vanto. I wonder if we're, you know what? I was for, say that. Forget, forget Ezra. I want to see Eli Vanto. That's who I'd like to <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, he's, he's our top yeah. character to be seen. Top line. <laughs> Everybody top wants of, to see him. <laughs> top of my wish list, he is. Yep. Yeah, because he's a Chris, big character the, in the novels, but Ezra isn't mentioned in the novels at all. So no, yeah. Ezra Thrawn is much different from Thrawn Eli Vanto that's written in the novels. I feel like there are two different Thrawn characters here. Well, Ezra's later in the timeline. The one everybody sees on Rebels and the one everyone sees in the novels. Yeah. 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 Well, Vanto's Chris. early in his life, right? Like, what's yeah. pre, pre A New Hope, well. oh, and then Ezra's later. So. I don't know. Well, there's two ships that have been going on, the Thrawn Ezra and the Thrawn Eli Vanto. Thranto. Ooh, shipping them already. Nice. I know. Outrageous. I think Kev was referring to the Moldy Crow. The Moldy Crow. That's the one I'm referring to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Can you imagine we're going to get that and the Moldy Crow in the next... Uh, oh, come on. The Moldy Crow. Oh, my God. If that is Jinjarin's next ship, I will <laughs> shit my pants. <laughs> I'll be like, no way. Oh, I pooped myself. <laughs> All right. Next, we got the uh, review of Light of the Jedi. So, or we can, are we doing emails first? You want to do Light of the Jedi, then emails? Yeah, we'll do Light of the Jedi review. Um, Kev's going to leave us for some tea. Five minutes. Forever. Chris is going to be like, what the fuck? You're leaving me with these pricks? (sighs) This is cruel, mate. Kev, this is, I'm not going to forgive you for this for a long time. Mate, all the best, Chris. You take care, mate. You look after yourself. (laughs) All the best, lad. Give me three rings when you're done. Because last time... <laughs> well, Jimmy, Jimmy said five minutes. So I don't think I'll be giving you three rings in five minutes, mate, will I? Mate, Let's be honest. Yeah, all right, there, buddy. Just just text me when you're ready. Well, well right. Ke- Kev was I'm like, sorry, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm like 100 pages into the book. I think, I think he's it's, like two weeks ago. I think he's still 100 pages in, right? It's, uh, it's, it's Jimmy doing the review. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, right. and I are both. Okay, brilliant stuff. So I'm going to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and then just <laughs> let me know when you, just let me know when it's done in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, well, well, 4K garbage. 4K garbage. Before we need you, <laughs> extended editions. I'll have watched all them three, and Jimmy will be halfway through the review. So then I might watch. Then I'm going to put the Godfather trilogy on. So that'll be that'll be. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Kev, stop delaying it. Fuck off, and come back in a minute. All right, lads, take care. Give you give you a bell when you're ready. See you in a bit. I'll give you a bell. Yeah, I'll give you a bell. So where do you want to start, dude? Go ahead. Fucking, it's a great book. Um, okay. Oh, wait, wait, no, I'll start it. I'll start it. I'll say. Awesome. Nailed it. Of all the books that have come out since Disney acquisition, there's nothing that's like grabbed me that's been insane, intense, um, epic happening than this book, right? Like, this book, there's a catastrophe that happens in hyperspace, and then the ship breaks up into pieces. And these pieces come out of hyperspace going super fast and destroy planets. Mm-hmm. So the Jedi are called in, or they just have to be nearby, not actually called in. And they, and they try and work and try and stop these things from killing literally billions of people. Well, they're at the beginning, they're trying to evacuate everybody. So yeah. that first yeah, that chapter yeah. that was released earlier is the legacy run. Captain had a cast it or whatever. She's trying to avoid this big object in hyperspace turns too hard. The ship shatters into a million pieces and all those millions of pieces are coming out randomly in all these systems mm. and just, just utterly destroying these planets because they're just going so fast and the laws of physics apply that everything is just annihilated and, and, all that shit, which is amazing, really cool, fun stuff. And that those are called emergences because they come out of hyperspace. Yes, mm-hmm. it's an emergence of this random ass debris that's coming through. And in one instance, they were actually able to stop the debris coming out very early in the book, and they found survivors on it because mm. you remember, had a cast that said the captain she had sealed off all of these like pods of all these. Um, colonists and re- not refugees but colonists because they were going to you know start a new life on the frontier of the outer rim a lot of those people survived yeah which was really cool yeah so you got um, you got these like essentially pods parts of the starship that are end up being pods that are broken up from this catat like collision in was it a collision or did it just hit the side it wasn't it? a collision it, it, no they like they turned too hard and it was like, like turbulent thing yeah it yeah. was too much stress on an old ship like cavitation and all that yeah. the ship just like broke itself apart yeah so it broke apart and then you got these pockets of ship just like re-emerging out of hyperspace and then you got the jedi thinking it's just pieces of debris but there's actually living people on it so then they're like okay we can't just destroy it we got to save it yeah so, like, this whole first half of the book is just you're on the edge of the seat of your pants. Just like, holy shit, plants are going to be destroyed unless the Jedi do something. And I'm like, wow, this hasn't happened in a Star Wars book in a long time. Uh, like a, like a, you say global, but like system-wide catastrophe of just like so many people dying all at once. Like yeah. way more impactful than even the Death Star, like that one instance where one planet gets destroyed. Yeah. These are like multiple planets of just mass destruction on a on a just galactic scale, which is really cool. And it's fun to see that right out the gate with this book. And you are introduced to, which I think is kind of a detractor here, but like fucking too many characters. Holy oh, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's so many. It's like you're reading Game of Thrones, for Christ's sake. 
you have like two dozen, three dozen characters just being thrown at you, and it's just and half of them die. Sorry, but uh, mm-hmm. like you know, you're introduced okay. to like a dozen Jedi and their names because they're obviously going to have stories down the road in the High Republic thing, <clears throat> but some of yep. them die, and it's yeah. sad. And- you know, and like and, you're reading into, I've started reading to the dark. There's some of those Jedi that died. There's in, featured in there, you know, and it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. So the anta- the antagonist of this is this guy named Martian Rowe, who has the capabilities of charting these different alternate hyperspace routes. So like, you know, Han was able to do the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. That's kind of what this guy has. He has the ability to know where all these paths are going from planet to planet in a quicker, uh, more quicker than the conventional route, um, appearing in areas where you wouldn't expect, wouldn't expect people to be able to emerge from hyperspace. Um, so he's the leader, sort of the leader of this like random group assortment of the nihilists, which is really cool. Interesting character. He's kind of, um, kind of dry a little bit, but the I guess the interesting part was where he got the information about the hyperspace routes from. And this, Mr. Chris Hall, is the Lore Santeca tie-in. Mm. Yeah, the family Santeca thing. Yeah. Um, so he, he has an On old... Naboo? Are they Nabooan? Yeah, they're Nabooan. Nabooans? They're like... An, so he... I, I hate saying it. He has in his possession. He has does. Has an woman. elder... Of the Santecas. And I picture it kind of like Minority Report, where you have the person in that, like, submerged, like, liquid or whatever, just, just and you're just drawing from computer. her brain. Yeah, stuff. just drawing all this energy from the brain yeah. like a battery. Yeah, her name is Mary Santeca. Yeah. And she's she thinks she's, like, 100 years old. She's, like, suspended in this medical pod, just kept alive. Yeah, and then she, she does all the computing and these new routes. And... They're not. They're not known to anybody except the them, the nihilists. Except for her. Yeah, yeah. So they can like blink in and out of hyperspace in these random spots, and it's just throwing everybody off guard. Perfect for you know marauding, looting, pirating, all that stuff because they can just appear exactly where they have to. So the Santeca clan, Laura Santeca, this Marie Santeca, their whole clan are they're called hyperspace prospectors. Which is interesting when they say prospector, it's like you're prospecting for gold. But they chart the hyperspace routes through all the systems in the galaxy. So like and that so that's how they made all their fortune. So the tie-in to The Force Awakens, when you see uh what's his annoying face talk to Lord Santeca at the very beginning of The Force Awakens. Poe. Yeah. Poe. Not that um, annoying, but okay. He's saying, oh, here's the path to Luke Skywalker. This is how you're going to find him here. It makes sense that he knew the hyperspace route because his family is are hyperspace prospectors. And they would know they would know the path to an unknown planet like Octo where Luke Skywalker is. Interesting. So yeah. does it mention, because Los Anteca is part of the Church of the Force, isn't it? Does it mention that at all? It hasn't yet. No, first we've really heard of them being hyperspace prospectors and very rich. Like super I do, wealthy. I do wonder about Church of the Force, like Rockefeller style wealthy. What? Yeah, like I do wonder with Church of the Force whether it was a manifestation of the lack of Jedi after Return of the Jedi. Like if that was like a 
people like dwelling on the past kind of thing and not realizing right, there yeah, was yeah. actually a Jedi Academy somewhere that Luke was keeping secret. I don't know how publicized he was making it, but yeah. Because anyway. I know in, e, in EU it, it was pu- it wasn't necessarily private, but it wasn't like shared where he was going to have the academy and stuff. Because when they had the academy on Yavin in the EU, mm, yeah. it, that was that was totally fine. But so that's <clears throat> excuse me, that's the Santeca clan, and this um, they're led by this Marlo and Vela Santeca, who run it from I think they're in Naboo, but they have like this old person Mary or Marie or whatever that's being held by the Nile. And this guy in charge of the Marshawn Row, basically being like, "All right, they thought she's hypers- dead, right? They but- thought she's dead and gone, but they suspect like, oh shit, she might still be alive, providing yeah. all of these cool little but hyperspace then- routes for yeah. Marshawn Row and the Nile to the Nihil or Nile, whatever they're calling themselves. I don't listen to the audiobook. Yeah, and they to don't tell the Jedi. The they don't tell the Jedi. They're like, we're not going to tell them. Yeah." Like, yeah, we no, think we like know what's going minutes. on with this. Hey, but you but... know who the fucking knows? Elzar Man, the man yes, himself. He does. Elzar Man. I I liked him. I think he was my favorite character. He's like the Dooku, <clears throat> uh, Qui Gon Jedi of the time. I, I, like. I say more Qui Gon than Dooku. So he's controversial, right? He has an unorthodox manner of using the Force. Like Elzar Man thinks you should just. I have the force, so I'm gonna have I'm gonna force lift this cup into my hand because I have the force. Why should I lift my hand to it? Um, also, possible, more likely than not, romantic interaction with Avar Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell there's something uh, else there going on. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, Chris's head turned up on that one. Mm-hmm. 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 You know who we're talking about. And is that Brie Larson? Brie Larson. Brie yes. Larson, yeah. <laughs> Elzar Man has had a previous romantic interaction with Brie Larson. Elzar Man. Yeah. Elzar Man. M A N N. Yeah. The man, Elzar Man. Like John Hamm, but with its man with two N's instead of two M's. Anyways, so that's really cool. I liked him. We go through the. Sorry. Kev's just texted me saying that's fellowship done. <laughs> great update that's good we didn't really say anything from starlight beacon so starlight beacon is the giant space station like sort of supposed to be like this giant outpost in the outer rim to be the light of the republic deep space nine yep ds9 yes um did you i liked how they said um their mantra we are the republic yeah yeah it kind of unites everybody into this i joked about it said brainwashed but like uh this whole mental be- like state of Probably. mind where everybody's like together, you know, like mm-hmm. we are the Republic. We'll do I, it for I, the Republic. Yeah, I love that. It's it's just like this is the way I have spoken. We are the Republic. Mm-hmm. It's a cool way for just just like you know what, everything aside, we are the Republic, and that's that that's a good like a uniting a uniting st- statement for for everybody to share I, I think it's really cool but we don't really have any scenes there like avar chris and everyone have come from starlight beacon to address this grand catastrophe the great disaster that's happened is going on right now and at the end of the book they're heading back there um we don't see a real uh, conclusion i mean there is a section of the niles that are destroyed because they messed something up when they went to the planet Iradu, Iradu, however they pronounce it in the mm-hmm. audiobook. And so they're able to track down some of the Nile that way. And they right. think they've had them all destroyed at the end. They're using what, quote unquote, like, use 
savage tactics and almost won they the battle. Did. I don't, they did. They didn't. Yeah, that, that was really cool, right? So they 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 used that uh, old lady's ability to like plot little course. I don't know. I I assume they used her. But the, all like of a sudden, hyperspace jumps. Yeah, yeah. So they did little mini hyperspace jumps in the battle for all, their whole fleet, and they're like popping in and out. And like I, I kind of looked at it. And I didn't see it. I was a little confused in this in this scene. I don't know if you got more out of it, Jimmy. But they were they were kind of like blinking into areas where the enemy was, their enemy was the Jedi, etc. And Killing, like almost sacrificing themselves. That's what I got. Like it was a kamikaze like, kind of like, thing. Kamikaze. That's what I thought as well. But yeah, like yeah. it didn't specifically say they were losing people doing it. So I was like wondering if they were, or they were just like getting I mean, a great they, position on them, or I don't know. They, they definitely were. So the Nile is made up of these th- of like different factions or clans. I think they're called tempests or Tempest something. Tempests and then clouds and yeah, it's like storm stuff. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird, um, but. There are different factions of it, and one rival faction of Marshawn Row, because they're all not, they're, none of them are united. They're only united in their, their pursuing, the pursuit of greed and loot, mm. um, and stuff like that. So, one of the, uh, I say rival factions are destroyed at the end of this, and the Jedi and everyone think that maybe the threat's gone away, but obviously it's not. But this book kind of like, kind of wrapped up the whole story of one. Obviously, we're going to have something going on from this, but, uh, it's kind of interesting. I, I, I feel like they they don't necessarily have to have a Light of the Jedi book two coming right after this. You know, like there isn't. I feel like this is an isolated story, and we're just going to like wait here. And I think I thought he had sequel ones planned. I'll have to look I think, that up. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't. I needed. Um, I think he did. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I do like how they're setting up the nihilist structure their hierarchy and he's just taking the Marshawn Rowe is that his name? Oh, he's Marshawn just, Rowe, the yeah. eye. He's just taking over. And mm-hmm. um and then the Jedi finally getting a presence out there and I started reading Into the Dark by Claudia Gray and that's another little like tidbit on the side with that. And that's and it it starts out and it talks about those emergencies happening. Like as they're flying out to this space station, so it's all connected and it's it's fun. I'm 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 having a good time reading it all. I wonder if because um, Elzar. One thing I did note in there, Elzar man had a vision of a dark future. I wonder if that's him like foreseeing things to come in like Phantom yeah. Menace, or if it's more like local like okay yeah you're gonna have another deal with uh the nile or something like that or maybe see an order 66 you never know it's 100 yeah years it could, before there could be it could, it could be that i mean it could be <laughs> it could be the rise of skywalker that could be the darkness that he's foreseeing true, true. um i think um we don't see any sith here we don't see any dark jedi no. at all but i wonder if this would be i mean only 400 years before I wonder if we would see like a Darth Plagueis or something like that. I wonder how old he is. Because if he's a Mun, Mun lived for a long time if they keep to that old EU legend stuff. Immune? Yeah, I'd say immune. Immune, immune, thank you. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's pulling some strings behind Marshawn. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's that's where you see the Sith. Like, behind, behind. 
Exactly. Not behind the scenes, behind, behind the scenes, behind the curtain, behind the scenes. Especially as an intergalactic banker like Plagueis, mm-hmm. who has money. Could be financing, just, yeah, yeah, financing all this stuff. That would be really cool. Um, this one, uh, Wet Bub. <laughs> we have a Gungan. There's a Gungan, Gungan Chris. A Gungan Marauder who works for the Nile. Um, he earned the name, this name Wet Bub, after repeatedly returning from Nile Rays while soaked head to toe in other beings' blood. <laughs> An evil Gungan. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Chaotic. Yeah. yeah. He's a Gungan slicer who just, you know, he's just so savage when he marauds and pillages and loots that he covers himself with his enemy's blood. What do you think that, of that fucking mama to take him down. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Cap- Topples. Topples. that prick right away. Topples will fuck him right off. Yosa, come out here. Ah, not again. Bathe yourself in blood. <laughs> no, I get you face yourself in blood this time. I cannot help you. <laughs> I, I love I love the like technologies they introduce with the Jedi. Like they have those ships. They put actually literally put their lightsabers into the ship to, to power to, go. to yeah. power the weapon systems and things like that. And then the 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 um displays and stuff light up to the color of their lightsaber. That's cool. uh, that was yes, very cool. And a really cool way to make something that, you know, trying to make something as advanced as that retro, right? Because you're yeah. 400 years before. Well, you think, you think about Death Star, it's essentially the same thing. It's just yeah. 100 times more magnitude, kyber crystal mm-hmm. powering. Mm-hmm. You just put a little one in a ship, you can do a lot. Sure, sure. Um, speaking of glowing things, um, this long silver three hands long dark purple glowing shaft that emits some kind of dark power at the end of the book oh yeah is this a sith lightsaber or a dildo (laughs) (laughs) i just thought it was a sith artifact but i'm not sure yeah it could be or maybe it's a Sith artifact. I didn't think lightsabers for which Plagueis is controlling a what? I didn't think lightsabers for some reason. I thought it was more of just an artifact, but it could be a saber now that you mention it. Because I crystal. mean, I I figure you know a handle that's three you know three hands long, silver cylinder that's emitting this purple energy or whatever glowing purple. I mean, it's like Mace Windu's lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. There it is. But uh, but yeah, that'd be. I don't know. That's intriguing, and that—that's why I think he's gonna. He's, I think, Charles Sewell or whatever. He's gonna. That's where his book's going. It's going. Mm-hmm. It's following that. It seemingly like resolved itself at the end, but obviously they're you know it's Disney and they need to make money, so there's going to be more stuff of this afterwards. But downside for me, like too many characters, it's kind of hard to yeah, follow yeah. a lot of the different routes. Um. I had to reread a bunch of sections a few times. It's like, all right, who is this guy? What is this person doing? And like, I tried tying him to the book cover, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the Wookie. The Wookie. What's his name? Cool. I forgot. I forgot his. I forgot his uh, name. Fuck. I'm gonna Google it right. Meow. Nice. But I remember that scene where he's talking to the survivors from one of the emergencies. Yeah, and it was the kid. It was the kid who's like, oh, man, I was messing with something on the comm relay to play a movie, and I saw this object in the hyperspace lane. 
how convenient that I'm here to tell the Jedi about this, so now they can go on this, you know, travel and this mission to figure out what's going on. And I don't know. Yeah, it's a Buryaga. Buryaga, yeah. Uh, that's cool. So, I liked how they they were showing his uh, his annoyances socially with, like, interacting with people because no one understands what he's saying. Yeah. But like he, he knows understands what exactly what them, saying. so it's only, like, his master knows Shriwook, but no one knows Shriwook, so he's walking around just doing the head nod and, like, you know, the whatever you do, not talking. <laughs> but I just, I just, like, I just thought that was cool, like, that's what a life of a Wookiee is. No one knows what you're saying. I mean, no wonder they're so pissed all the time. I don't blame them. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but, so, so it showed his social anxiety. Like, he didn't want to be there. Because he's like, no one's going to know what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I'm a Jedi. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Like, I was actually instrumental. In f- he was the one that sensed the life forms on those emergencies. So. Mm-hmm. But they made him He's go. got the power. He just can't explain it to anyone. Yeah. Certain Jedi, that, that's another big thing about this book. It showed certain Jedi are good at certain things. They're not all good at everything. Some are good at, like, a- Avar Chris, uh, Brie Larson's really good at connecting Jedi around her. Like, far away around. She's, like, got the battle, what do they call it? Almost like a battle meld, like a mind meld. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. she can, mm, like, connect all the Jedi it. around her to feel each other and work together. Like, she was amazing it- at it. And Which I think is what Palpatine channel had. for all their energy too. She can channel all their energy through her and like focus it on one spot. Because they did that to move one of those objects that was like hurling oh, through hyperspace. The friggin' tanks of Tabanagas that were going through that sun. That's, That's right. right. That's what it was. Because if the Tabanagas went into the sun, like the whole system just would have went up in smoke, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So they they grouped together. Some Jedi died in the process. That's just weird. Mm-hmm. Like seeing seven Jedi just wink out of existence, dead. Like. You're like seven Jedi. There's only one in the original trilogy. <laughs> like, like not I one, know, but right? like Jeez. a couple. Yeah, yeah. It's there's a lot because well, they were then. focusing so hard. They like took their hands off their controls and like crashed into each other yeah. or into something. But it was so necessary for them to do what they had to do to yeah, save all those people. Billions, yeah. Because we are the Republic. We are. Yeah. So there you go. And, I'm, I'm excited to see them dive in more, like especially all the technologies, the speeders and starships that lightsabers can power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Padawan's more... learning. Padawan's learning is a big thing too. Like like mm. seeing the views of the Padawans with their masters, and you see that into the dark as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the only twist we have here at the end is that. Marshawn Rowe has taken uh, Jedi Master Loden Greatstorm prisoner. Oh, that's right. Um, so we don't know. And he's the one who, like, I don't know, he, like, squints his eyes or, like, he reacts when Marshawn Rowe whips out that purple dil- uh, lightsaber <laughs> shaft-looking thing. So who knows? Ooh. Maybe he knows or recognizes it, what it is. I don't know. He's like, that could be Mace Windu's lightsaber someday. So, Chris, Chris, main antagonist, Marshawn Rowe, captures this Jedi. He's the yep. green Twi'lek in the cover, I believe. And yep, he, he has him in a prison cell, and every other prison cell around him has a person in it who he's inflicting pain on so that it would subdue this Jedi's senses and powers and make him tortured in himself, it, itself. So, 
Because mm. he, where did he learn that? I forget. Like his dad dealt with yeah. Jedi in the past or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But imagine being a Jedi and just sensing all this pain from innocence all around you. And being it numbing you so much that you can't like react yourself and free yourself and help them. Yeah. Like just overwhelming, overwhelming like sense of loss like and a anxiety and pain. Not That's a grim, but a weak. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. Different. But it's grim. Di- it, but grim. It's, it is very grim. And but definitely different from, you know, that cool little Sith shoebox that they stuck Maul in at the end of Clone Wars. Yeah. I, well, I'm, I mean, I make fun of it. I thought that was really cool. I, I mean, how that. else are you going to restrain a Jedi? Definitely better than Grand Animal Thrawn's Usilamari. I think that's just dumb, but whatever. I didn't mind it. They needed to have yeah. something. But yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Anything else? Can I just mention, uh, no, that's the last thing I got, but I will mention right here, off topic, because I have, you know, screens open on my screen. I just have things on right now. Columbo just popped up <laughs> on one of these little ads here. Watch Columbo reruns. Are you serious? Yeah. It's listening to us. Yes, yeah. always listening. Yeah. So everybody out there is saying, like, I'm not going to have a Facebook profile because I don't want the government tracking me. Don't worry. They already are. Yeah, they don't need Facebook. Exactly. So overall grade on this book. Mm, you know what I'm waiting I, for, Jimmy? I'll give it, I'm waiting for it. I'll give it, like, 7.4 Chis Brosnan's. It was average. 7.4. Mm. It's good. Average. I liked it more. I yeah. liked. I, I'm obviously Jedi guy. I like the Force shit, so I gave mm-hmm. it like a nine out of ten. It was a strong, Ooh. a real strong start, and I'm not gonna say it was a weak finish, but it, it definitely like wasn't the the end wasn't exciting as the beginning. It keeps it open. There's no cliffhanger, but it keeps it open. Exactly. I mean, you got, you're gonna have to keep writing about it because got to make money. Yeah, and and the guy who said we said was captured. He has a Padawan named Bell, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, young guy. And has he, a hard time falling, controlling his falls when he's, you know, tumbling to his death. And until he had to. Until he had to. And then, oh, look. That was awesome. The message was made. Go text Chris. He can come back now. I mean, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Kev can come back now. And just like that, like letting the genie. Back into the bottle. Mr. Kev Garbutt is back with us here for the email section of our podcast. Yeah. We have two emails this week. This is Jonathan Weiner. Can we please have a new regular segment of Bob Dylan singing Yoda quotes? <laughs> <laughs> and really, my answer is why not? Yeah. <laughs> Take it away, Kev. Do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> <laughs> Luminous beans are we. <laughs> <laughs> not this crude matter. <laughs> you must feel force around you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It's oh, done. God. There you go. <laughs> Yoda Dylan. Mm-hmm. Yoda Dylan. All right. Yep. Our second email <clears throat> from Mr. Pyramid himself, former guest on this Jeff. shitty program. Jeffrey. Jeffrey, lad, come on. Jeff, All lad. right, scruffy guys, you asked for it. You are getting it. My choice Ooh. is for motion 
picture capture actors in the KOTOR remake. While I do not think, or while I do think having a couple big actors is good for Star Wars, I think it thrives so much when it can take unknown actors that gel well and turn them into superstars. I agree. So sorry, Chris, it won't be four pages long, but here's a couple bigger actors that I think would fit the roles very well. I won't pick a main character actor because that was customizable in the original game, and I think that's important to the immersion of the game, and I think he's oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could play as a male character, female character, skin types, hair types, chin whiskers. Anyways, so for Zalbar, he's a Wookiee. Jeff says, get Jonas to do it. The guy loves Star Wars so much and is such a genuine guy. So the guy who's playing Chewie in the new sequel trilogy, also to do Zalbar, that'd be super dope. I'd be down for that. Darth Malak. Tom Hardy is cool, but yeah. too cliche with the mask. Uh, Arnold Vosloo, better known as Emotep from The Mummy, and yeah. Habib Marwan from 24, amazing actor, who fit great. He also has a great imitating demeanor, perfect for a Lord of the Sith. He does have Duh. that look of like this very sad, or not sad, very like sadistic, terrifying look. Um, Bastila Sean, he's saying Haley Atwell, the actress that played Agent oh, Peggy Carter oh, in the Captain she America can, movies. She play out she wants, she <laughs> wait, 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 what, like, what, what, what? Good God. She's in Captain America movies. She's Agent Peggy Carter. Haley Atwell. Oh, okay. <sighs> you like that, Chris? She's, she's... I like that. I like them, mate. They're fantastic. Yeah, mate. She's awesome. I like them. <laughs> Jeff says she's got the accent, the look, and the right amount of wit and banter that would fit perfectly for the role. Also, she's just a boss. I also agree. That would well, be a good, good selection yeah. as well. I'm excited for this remake, and I'm excited for the general story to be canon again. As for game changes, let's get rid of the D20 turn-based combat from the original and install some combat akin to what was put in the Final Fantasy VII remake which was active combat that allows quick switching to other characters, so tactics still mattered. Mm. Keep up the scruff, men. Cheers, uh, Jeff. I, I, I agree, Jeff, on that last section, 100%. <laughs> you have no idea what he's talking about, do you? <laughs> Fucking not a clue, mate. Not a clue. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. Cheers, Jeff. You're a good lad. Top man. <laughs> what do you think, Ed? Turn-based combat, taking that out of KOTOR. Well, like I said in the la- last time I talked about it, I'm like... Oh, I'm not- for fuck's sake, I'm off to watch Godfather again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'd like a ter- fully turn-based again with it. I don't know. Like I, I'd, you know what? Just give it to me. Whatever it is, I'm fine with it. Final Fantasy VII. I'm not 100% sure what he's talking about either. I assume it's a slightly turn-based, but you kind of got to react. Yeah, we well, can jump. I think you jump. His point is like you can jump to different characters, so it's not like. Your characters are with you, and they're just going to go off and do their own thing. You still have some level of control over them, but it's more oh, real time. It's real time, than- but you can switch between characters. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be cool. I'd be down with that. Although, if they got the Sam, I guess I'd be fine with it as well. But the Habib Marwan for Malik, I'm cool with that. Yeah, he's kind of older now. He is older now, but whatever. The the dude is like gray white skin in the game, so they could just paint him whatever they need to paint him for it because he's obviously some kind of weird alien dude. Uh, he's he'd be great. He's got those eyebrows sticking out. Yeah, good. He doesn't have to shave his head because he's already bald most of the time. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, that's it for we got three emails. Thank you so much for sending those in, Mister Weiner, Mister Pierman. 
Do you guys get anything else you want to throw in for this uh, episode of 152? Yes, we have. Jimmy, <laughs> you motherfuckers trying to lowball his ear, Kev. Mate, it's not on, is it? Not at all. I've just sat through that book review, and you're trying to end this episode without me and Kev talking about the best thing that's happened all year. <gasps> Ellen! Like, I think in Star Wars history, I'm going to go that yeah. far. What? Crap. <laughs> all right. So, finally... Hot toys have listened to us, haven't they, Kev? They've been listening mm. to Scruffy's podcast because we're that fucking great. Big wigs mm. at Hot Toys are like that Chris Hall and that Kev Garbert. We need to make their little little fanboy dreams come true. Yes. And release the greatest hot toy I've probably ever seen in all my life. A deluxe version of the big bad BF, <laughs> Boba Fett from The Mandalorian. And it is probably one of the greatest things my eyes have ever set upon. <laughs> it's up Mate. there with the birth of my children. <laughs> the deluxe version that comes with the Tamira fucking don't know much about a here story. Yeah. <laughs> the head sculpt on this figure is... I. <sighs> I'm sp- I'm speechless, Kev. What are you saying about this figure, mate? Mate, 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 <laughs> mate. This, I think that's you've undersold. That's mine and Kev's. Uh, I think you've undersold it, mate. Conversation. That. <laughs> <laughs> Have we ever been like to geekiest fanboys ever when we saw it? Because you you sent me the original. The, what I love though is you sent me the original sort of preview of it. Tease. The little, little tease, and it was like one figure. Yeah. And we were like, we were talking, going, how are we going to pose it, mate? Because would you want, like, the Maori fucking fet, or do you want the armor fet? So we were like, mm-hmm. oh, there's, there's going to be what's it. Then, and I'm not joking, it, I, was, I was awake at, like, one o'clock in the morning, and the pre-order came up. <laughs> and I'm not joking, it was just, like, the most fucking orgasmic thing ever. Because it was like for pre-order, and like there's a standard version where you just get him in the armor, but then there was the deluxe version, and it actually said you get two figures, so you don't have to decide which pose. You can pose the armor one and like the warrior one, mate. Let's not kid ourselves. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it is unbelievable. But Chris, mate, what's the best feature of it? Come on. Two words for you, mate. <laughs> Knee rockets. <laughs> yes! With, with attachable exploding rockets. Yeah. You can attach that, two of the knees that fire out. Absolutely the outrageous. The jet I mean, rocket. I know this is not a visual medium, but I'd love to show our listeners mine and Kev's uh, messenger <laughs> chat. Because <laughs> it, it was literally just like, mate, mate. 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 And then it would stop for a bit, and then it would be like an hour later. Mate. Yes, mate. I can't stop looking at it, mate. I know, mate. <laughs> it's beautiful, mate, isn't it? Yes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the best one was like, after the pre-order was up, and I went, Chris, you can pre-order it now, and he's like, 
what? And I went, this deluxe version. It's two figures. You get two separate figures. And it just said, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I was dying. I was like, no, this is true. It was like you could, oh, mate, that's just... So, yes, needless to say, me and Kev are very excited, very happy. Thank you very much, Hot Toys. Uh, you've made life a little bit more bearable for me at this present time. <laughs> <laughs> With this exciting announcement of this yes. very, very expensive piece of plastic, but nonetheless very beautiful. And um, when Kev was talking about his Boba Fett Hot Toys collection earlier, he's got uh, two more to add to it. So, happy days. You're going to need a bigger shelf. Yeah, mate. Happy days are here again. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I that kind of... I could tell you two boys are equally as excited. So excited. Yeah. I didn't fact, leave. Just just slept for the last four minutes. But yeah, somebody wake up here. I mean, I didn't some... leave the my chair. Like somebody take it away. Yeah, like some rude person would. <laughs> <laughs> some rude prick. How rude? How rude? All right, folks. Well, thank you for joining us for episode number 152. We are the Scruffy Looking Podcasters. You can find us on the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Tortospheres. Thank you all so much again. Stay weird out there. You can send us emails if you want. ScruffyPodcasters at gmail.com. Also, Scruffy Podcasts on Twitch. Yeah. Happy birthday, Anthony Daniels, you knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> Get fucked. We're leaving. <laughs> hey, get vaccinated. Until you get your vaccine. As our Maori friends would say. Hey, see what I did there? Ah. Uh, hurry up, hurry Oh, tuna. <laughs> Clean your tuna. What about a tuna? What? <laughs> oh, I, I have it so much shit. Hurry up, hurry up. Hang on. Hurry up, hurry Oh, tuna. That's Maori. Wash your knobs. I like how you're reading off a piece of paper for this. Like, Mate, I've, I'm in so much trouble. That, that is, I'm getting worse. I'm going to dig myself in a hole every week. Oh, dear. Hey, that is why you fail. Hey. <laughs> this party's over.